Hi, welcome to Feminine, the podcast dedicated to the feminine lens on spirituality, the healing arts, and mental health. My name is Priscilla Alexandra Hine, and I am a licensed clinical social worker and licensed practitioner of the healing arts in the state of California. I welcome you to this sacred space. This is our second episode of our Naked Summer series. If you have not listened to the first one, please do so, as it lays some really strong foundation for why we're here and what we will be talking about. Today's episode lands on the full moon in Capricorn with lunar eclipse, which is quite exciting. The eclipse is in Cancer and Capricorn, which is a duality of emotion and body. Cancer is one of the most emotional signs of the zodiac, and it's represented by their tough shell on the outside and the soft body on the inside of a crab. And then we have our Capricorn, which is this really neat uh, dual goat slash mermaid <laughs> that goes back and forth between earth and sea. Capricorn is earthy and practical and really values professional security in particular. And um, I guess the best way to describe it would really be work-life security, those, uh, those types of energies. So we're really coming to this space with a play on on the body and the emotions, and that's a really grounding energy, and we're passing through the emotions and energy that occurred last July when we had a series of multiple eclipses. So it's pretty neat to be here together and to be in the body and emotional self with one another, which is an interesting um, place to be. And also, more than that, one that can come with a lot of, hmm, I guess, responsibility to it. Some questions for cancer that I've been thinking of would be, can we hold, and, and, and when, I, when I ask these questions to you, I want you to just search in your natal chart, which you can download one on the app Time Passages. Look in your chart and see where you have cancer and look where you have Capricorn. And you'll really resonate with these. I don't have any cancer in my chart, but I have an abundance of cancers in my life, including most of my matern immediate maternal family, and I'm not kidding. Um, but a good question for the cancer energy is, are we able to hold as much space for others that we ask of them to hold for us? And a great question for Capricorn energy is, can we let go of our need to control and leave room for the unknown? So as you think about that, I would like to take a minute and breathe. You can really feel the dance between body and soul in those two energies. Where am I holding space and, and what am I asking people to hold for me? Am I being dominating in any way on an emotional level or even a 
a practical level. Before we get into the purpose of the full moon, I want to take a minute and offer up our sacred space to divine because it is really important to honor it in that way. And I also would like to sing a little song for us. So we're going to have a little moment of silence and then I will sing our song and we will talk about the full moon. our song, I want you to place your left hand on your heart and your right hand on your belly. If you are able to do this, please don't do this if you're driving, of course. Um, but what we're going to tap into is the heart chakra, and that's really that cancer energy. And then we're going to look into the... Um, the solar plexus energy, and that's more so that Capricorn energy. So left hand on heart, right hand on belly. And this is really the prayer that I would like you to think of as you consider this, this day and this cycle of the moon and what it really represents for us. Okay. This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine let it shine, shine, shine. Let it shine. All down the road. I'm gonna let it shine. All down the I had been praying and prepping for the full moon 
a consistent theme that came forth for me was, and this is what full moon energy really is about. It's a time of letting go or releasing. Um, I think another way of describing that is allowing things to bloom. When a moon is full, it is in its complete completeness. And so when we reflect that back to ourselves, it's a moment for us to come into ourselves entirely. With the Cancer and Capricorn duality, it's a merging of body and emotion and an opportunity for us to let go of the past. There's a Bible verse that I want to read to you that I think can be really helpful for us in understanding how to do that. And it comes from 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Hmm. While that may seem a bit um, unordinary, really it's quite profound in the context of how can we let go of things. As human beings, we are designed to survive. That's what we do, right? We know that we are constructed to fight or flight. Some of us are fighters. Some of us are flighters. Some of us confront. Some of us avoid. Depending on the situation, maybe you're one of both, right? It just depends. Because we are designed to survive, and our logical brain, which is really the dominant one, wants to just find a way to survive, our emotional brain takes a little bit to catch up if we don't honor our experiences and process them accordingly. So the concept of letting go is actually quite complex in the sense that it's not like, oh, I'm letting go of my things, so I'm giving them to the thrift store. No, it's not like that. Um, It's also not like, oh, I'm letting go, so I'm just pretending it never happened. No, that's not really how it works either. Letting go is really a process of allowing healing to happen in your life. And the reason why I reference 1 John 4 is because when we are reminded that God is love, we have permission to trust God, which is that same energy that can feel nervous and or frustrated by the notion of letting go and or love, right? So I want to put this into context through this lens. 
if you speak Christianese and or if you're, I guess, maybe, you know, I don't really know if this is Christianese. I think it might just be generic conversation. But there is um, a saying, and it's let go and let God. And, you know, for some of us, that's just the most bizarre thing to say, because what do you do with that? Okay, well, what does that mean? Um, well, I'm still hurting, or I'm still confused, or things are still happening, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is, is when we let go and let God, what we're doing is giving permission for love to exist exactly as it is, and we don't have to control it anymore. I want to reiterate this. When we let go and let God, we give ourselves permission for love to exist and we don't have to try and control it anymore. That means that we give ourselves permission to heal. So a really great way to approach healing through this lens is to think about ways that we allow things to heal, right? The way that we allow things to, to, um, to recover. So some examples are things like, oh, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. So like if you have a wound or like if you have like a like something on your body, someone who really loves you will tell you, just leave it alone, God, uh, right? Another really great expression is let it breathe. If you are in a relationship of any kind, we know that sometimes they need a lot of space, especially if you're processing pain and big-time emotions that reflect your logical brain trying to survive. So for example, a relationship that was built on survival and or uh, really created a strong bond and foundation oftentimes will need room to grow or excuse me, to breathe because the connection is so deep and or the feelings are so painful and intense. So we let things breathe because we know that by letting it Go, we're allowing love to exist exactly as it is and trusting that God has us no matter what. Another really great expression that indicates when we're letting go and letting God is moving on. And it's not like, oh, I'm done with you. I'm moving on. No, moving on is really allowing somebody to exist exactly as they are, knowing that right now is not the right time and or this dynamic is not healthy anymore. So we're going to let it go and we're going to move forward. And that isn't just in relationships. What about, we even see this in our own mental health, right? Instead of ruminating, which is this constant thinking about what happened or dwelling on the past, which is rumination or a fear or a concept or an idea or an identity crisis, we move on and we just let it go. Because we can't control everything. We can't control anything. And we certainly can't control God. And we certainly cannot control love. But we can control how we respond to it. And we can control our approach. 
Some other really great things that I want you to think about during this full moon season are things like trust the process. Isn't it so frustrating when you really want something so bad and it's just not right? It's just not the right time. Yeah, that's a really big moment to trust the process. And that's that action of trusting the unknown and the mystery of it all is letting go and letting God. So as we come to this Capricorn and uh, Cancer eclipse, I want us to remember that God is love, right? Scripture teaches us this. God is love. And love is going to be that ongoing thread of trusting God and allowing things to unfold accordingly. So we come back to the body and we feel the feelings. And oh my God, they're so overwhelming when you're a cancer. And oh my God, they're so obnoxious when you're a Capricorn. And both, uh, both energies want to dominate, right? Get rid of it. Or what do I do? You know, be frantic with it. Just let go and let God and really allow yourself a moment to embrace the light inside of you, that little light, and trust that the past is gone and you can't hold on to it anymore because if you do, you're not going to be able to grow. And the love isn't going to come into fruition because you're, you're dwelling on the past. And we can't do that. We can, but where are we going to go with that? Nowhere. We're going to be stuck. And this full moon energy is absolutely challenging us to move forward as the lunar cycle always does. Hmm. I hope that that blesses you in some way and that you can weave that thread of trust in God through the concept of love and knowing that God is love. And when you allow love to exist and you don't try to control it and you don't try to avoid it and you don't try to sabotage it, it comes into fruition in its proper time. Love doesn't just look like romance and it doesn't just look like sex. Love looks like stability. Love looks like a hard conversation with your mom. Love looks like cleaning your house for yourself. Love is really beautiful and God provides consistent ongoing space for it because he is the embodiment of that stable energy. So I bless you, dear listener, in this space, and I honor you for being here with me and the other listeners, and I hope that during this special day, you can really allow something to come into fruition in its entirety and just leave it alone and trust the process. Mm. So as we transition from our full moon foundation and um, 
energy that we've planted. I want us to talk briefly about consciousness and what has changed. So since my last episode, which was on the solstice, consciousness has changed. So that means knowledge has increased, particularly from a digital aspect. We know that knowledge is constantly unfolding. So some themes that have come forth since our last episode that are starting to become more of like a conscious language are words and or concepts like concentration camps, reparations, ice raids, We've been talking a lot about immigration and undocumented citizens since the Trump administration, and it's actually one of the foundations that got Trump elected into office, aside from capitalism, right? So, you know, we want to build the wall. I mean, we already have a lot of walls on the border, by the way, but this notion of like, oh, we're going to build a wall and we're going to keep them out. Um, You know, the people who cross the border, they're not allowed to be here. Well, there's a couple of things that, that need to be acknowledged. When people are in crisis and trying to survive, they're going to do whatever it takes to get where they need to go in order to be safe. That's just survival 101. So we've already acknowledged like the fight or flight concept, right? Well, now we acknowledge survival 101. People will do whatever they need to survive, whether there's a wall or not. We already know this. This is why the border exists, and this is why there's many walls, and they still don't work. So there's that. But we talk about consciousness um, in this space and and what's happening on a sociopolitical level because we have to... Well, you know, feminine really exists so that we can remember why we're here as beings. We're here to honor one another. And when we eradicate femininity, not only do we eradicate dialogue, but we eradicate justice. And so what ends up happening is that there's no room or space for healing. So this thread of letting go and allowing God to be love is completely eradicated because things are trying to be controlled. I want to acknowledge that, you know, we're not going to have the answers. I, I have one of my very dear friends coming on to um, Feminine in a couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about politics and religion. And uh, my friend is very awake, and he's also mixed, like myself. He's an incredible father and husband, and his children are mixed, like mine. And so we will be talking about these concepts and We'll, we'll expand a little bit politically in that regard at that time. But for now, with full moon energy, because it is really sexy and feminine, it's not really designed to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to really talk about how to bring forth healing for this energy and for the reality that people are suffering and they're coming to the United States to survive, which should really be a reflection of our capacity to care for people who are not able to feel safe in their own home country, which is really a gift, right? It's a gift. It's actually a really special thing. It's a beautiful thing. This is why we have the Statue of Liberty, right? This is why the Statue of Liberty exists, and she's a woman, and she's, um, you know, holding this incredible light, and she really announces to bring people who are suffering. What a beautiful concept. 
that can really redeem a very broken history of a country. So as you navigate the full moon energy and if you feel at all flustered by it and really um, wish that you could do something on a socio sociological level about the chaos that is happening in the United States that has created words like concentration camps, which is incredible energy, by the way. To use the term concentration camps is very profound. That is strong language and language that needs to have a moment for reverence because it's triggering. Not only is it triggering, it's really, it should really be self-reflective. When we as a culture are using the words concentration camps, we are, hmm, we are resurrecting a time of incredible horror. Incredible horror. That's where we're at as a society. And we should really take a moment and feel that. What does it say about culture when that language is being used and we're being forced to examine the camps at the border? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it's a painful deal. And while I talk about it, I'm gonna, you're probably going to hear my lighter. I'm burning some Palo Santo. And I'm really asking God to lift up this moment and this energy and to bring us some cleansing. The dialogue is necessary for us to have, and it exists because we exist, and we are causing chaos that is resulting in children dying and families being separated. For those of us in the southern border, it's, a, it's actually a very familiar energy and one that is incredibly close to home. So that being said, I would like to acknowledge that one of the hardest parts about being a citizen is we feel helpless, right? Like, okay, well, I have to work a nine-to-five job, especially with the influence of capitalism. So here's where capitalism always comes into play. Well, I have to work. I can't go and live at the border and help people. 
And this is very true for some of us, especially those of us with children. There will be some um, activists and advocates who will really push for putting our lives on the line. And that is absolutely true. We should put our lives on the line. But in order for us to get to that space, we have to organize and have a plan. We can't all just sporadically go to the border and hope that we make a difference, okay? We're gonna run out of resources and we're gonna run out of opportunity. That's not how social change occurs. That's not how it happens. The most recent example is the Bernie Sanders movement, right? Bernie Sanders rallied a bunch of people together by the millions and created a sociological shift that has really become a platform for the Democratic Party to kind of ride to try and combat the Trump administration and win the Democratic election or the Democratic vote. We, we know that sociological shifts can only happen when we get lots of people on the same page. So on an individual level, as much as it would make us feel really great and maybe even a sense of relief to go to the border and do something, at the end of the day, that something, while it seems like it's enough, is really just a moment to appease the heart. That's like a, um, like a cancer moment, right? Like, I just got to appease my heart. And I just got to make myself feel better. And then Capricorn would kind of come in and be like, look, dude, like, it's not really how it's going to work. Like, that's not reality, okay? Like, you don't have the funds. You don't have the resources. So as much as it makes you feel better, it's not solving anything. And so you have that dance of that tension. Well, what the hell can I do? Why is consciousness leading me to a place where I now have to think about concentration camps and I need to wonder, oh my God, am I just one of the bystanders watching people suffer or what is happening? So here are some things that I would like to ask our listeners to do, aside from already the, uh, or excuse me, aside from the things I've already asked you to do previously. I want you to know your rights. And I want you to pass them on. So here's how you can protect yourself during this time of threatening of raids and these types of things. And these are your rights. These are your human rights. Because human rights are the most valuable rights of all. These we are creatures that are conscious. So that means that we actually have something really important to offer, no matter who we are. If we were not conscious, perhaps it would be different, and we wouldn't make these rights to honor our humanness. So one, don't open the door. ICE cannot come in without a signed warrant. They are only able to come in if you let them. So know that. Number two, don't say anything. You can plead the fifth and remain silent. ICE can use anything you say against, against you. Do not sign anything. Ask an attorney before signing anything ICE gives you. And if you feel like you're being forced, you can go back to not opening the door and pleading the fifth. Number four, report and record. If safe, use your phone to take pictures and video to capture badge numbers, agents, and everything that happened. Number five, fight your case. Find an attorney to discuss your options. If detained, you may be able to get bail. So typically when we find attorneys for this type of work, they work pro bono and they're going to be 
um, working at nonprofits, um, these types of these types of attorneys. This is how you can help our neighbors who are undocumented. If ICE agents are seen posted outside of homes, inquire who they're searching for and why. Number two, ask for a warrant, remind people of their rights. Number three, if someone is detained, asked why, ask why and where, where will they be transferred to. Number four, record or write down badge numbers, license plates, and everything that happened. Follow guideline, excuse me, guidelines on recording the interactions. And number five, know your rights as a U.S. citizen. You have a right to be present, observing, bearing witness, praying, photographing, and videotaping. Tape may, may vary by state. Excuse me, I apologize. This is from unitedwedream.org forward slash end. Also, another way that we can work on healing and allowing God to move forward, allowing love to move forward, is remembering that safety is a human right for all people. A third thing we can do is we can hold candle vigils. I really encourage you to light white and yellow candles for justice and peace. These candles represent opportunities for that kind of energy to be um, cleared and to be uh, really held on to and released. So in your candle, you can write down terms like undocumented or immigration or justice or even human rights. And while we don't have a specific person this energy is going to, our prayer can be given to the conscious collective. And we can have a moment where we're doing something that can help guide us toward more clarity. And lastly, what we can do to heal is we can recognize something very important. Jesus was a dark-skinned immigrant who was policed for speaking truth and defying authority figures, which ultimately led to his crucifixion. Please review the scripture and remember the story of the Christ and the story of Mary and Joseph and their immigration because of their necessity and the son that they bore and his necessity to immigrate. If you are a person of faith of any kind, and you do not know what to do to help bring forth healing to the consciousness and or the sociological community to protect those who are fighting for their right to be human, pray to the Christ who was dark-skinned and immigrated and had his rights violated, even though he consistently challenged everyone around him to welcome the immigrant and was crucified because of his consistent defiance of authority that was oppressive. It's really important. If we really want to make change, 
what the church can do is they can remind themselves that the Christ in which they worship and serve is exactly who is crossing the border. It's exactly who's crossing the border. Not only is it Jesus, it's also his family. So this notion of a holding camp or a concentration camp, the ultimate question would really become, what would we want for ourselves? How would we want to treat the Christ? And how do we seek to honor the Christ in our daily life? who was exactly the same type of person that is being harmed right now. Trust the process, my friends. Believe in God as a thread of love and peace. Allow love to exist and to be that golden thread that weaves together the pain of all of us so that we can become the tapestry of true justice and peace. <laughs> Please do not forget to let your little light shine and know that I am praying for it and I ask that you pray for mine. Please forgive the people who have caused you harm and know that no one is perfect I bless you and I honor you on this full moon. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for holding this space for me. I hope that you can step into this place of consciousness and healing and allow it to really shape your faith and to really challenge who Christ is and was and is to come. May God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to Feminine. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.